What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I am here with Anthony, Lori, and Mike, and we have a new show to discuss. We are talking about Invincible, which is an animated series on Amazon Prime. It is based on a comic book written by Robert Kirkman, who most people are familiar with because of The Walking Dead. <laughs> which explains a lot of the casting once you get to it but okay so we're gonna start out with that because i have the fangirl because you know i'm a huge walking dead person and the fact that we get seven of the cast as major voice actors for this first episode like you have lauren cohan you have Michael Cutlitz, you have Lenny James, you have Ross Marquand, you have Samiqua Martin-Green, you have Chad Coleman, and you have Stephen Young. And not only that, Ross, he does, I think, four voices in this one episode. Yeah. For different characters, which is cool. Um, yeah, Ross, Ross overachieved on this one. Ross is just awesome anyway. He's playing five voices in this series. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That alone made me decide, okay, I'm going to watch this show. Again, I'm not a comic book person, so I don't know anything about this comic book, but I have seen a lot of chatter about it. People talking about how amazing the comic book series is and the people that I know that have watched the first three episodes of this show, they're like, oh, they're sticking close to the comics which makes me wonder because Robert Kirkman, <laughs> we know he can write some stuff. And I heard a review somewhere that says this animated series makes the boys look like kids play. I was like, hold up now. Are you serious? You're, you're not, you're, Michael is not. Omni-Man's not to be fucked with. No, for real. Once again, you saw the end of the first, first episode at the end. Omni-Man makes some... Um, I can't even remember his name. Homelander. Homelander looked like Charlie Brown. I mean, it's like, dude is not, dude is not to be fucked with. And then his reasoning will come as well. Cause I, I know, I know a little bit about this. Um, real, real quick, shout out to the comic comic lovers group in Facebook because they put me on, they put me on to Omni Man like a long time ago. Cause they do um um kind of uh, battle royal brackets of like best champ, best villain, best champion like throughout all the all the universes marvel dc image and everything like they pick the best heroes and they let them fight it out like in a bracket style and that's where i first heard of omni man and people were like y'all and and because he wouldn't make it past like the second third round everyone's like y'all sleeping y'all y'all need to read it and make sure so i read and i was like okay i get it now he's dope wow yeah my fantasy group does the same thing with the round tables i think they had one last summer with invincible also See, I know nothing about Invincible. I, I am familiar with Robert Kirkland's work on The Walking Dead, and that's it. So I had no intention of watching this until you were like, oh, uh, let's do Invincible. I'm like, fine. So I sat down and watched it. I'm like, okay, this is pretty, this is pretty, uh, pretty interesting. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> it's pretty interesting. There's some stuff I guess we'll talk about that was pretty obvious from the beginning. Like, you know, I'm, I'm going to say it now. Here we go There's again. There's no such thing as an alien to, species coming to this oh planet boy. for the benefit of us. I knew, <laughs> that, I knew that, you were going to say just this. As soon as, soon as, soon as I saw his face, I was like, yeah. That's not happening. I knew you were like, so, really? <laughs> as, 
as soon as he was like, oh yeah, we're from the planet Vitrium and you know, we send, we train, we're all superheroes and we go to planets to help them along. Yeah, right, dude. Seriously. That's Y'all have no interest in us other than either resources or conquest. Period. End of story. And that's not a spoiler. That's just how the way, this is how the universe works. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that I think that the other the other thing is that yeah this was a little bit play by numbers but at the same time the way that they presented it it was like okay this is good this is good and then you realize that it's not a 22 minute episode you realize this is basically 42 45 minutes you're like I'm getting a whole show with this uh, it was it was awesome and I loved it and side note side note the reason why Marshall Manhunter doesn't work that way is because he's the last one and he's looking for a place to chill. So he's not trying to conquer. Number two, Superman didn't count either because he was basically raised here. <laughs> so he feels like he's a part of the group. Right. But I'm going to tell you, if you watch Man of Steel, there was a moment, the moment where he was like, maybe we could all live here peacefully together, you know? There was maybe a moment where he thought that, and if you and not, no spoilers, if you watch any of the other quote unquote CW series, the Kryptonians are always trying to start some mess. <laughs> so let's let's just say right there, there's no such thing as an alien race coming to this planet for our benefit. That's not going to happen in real life. So just saying. So basically, the moment Omni-Man started telling Mark about his history or his background, you were like, oh, I see where this is going. I see where this is going. He's here for he's here for conquest, and he's going to murder some people. And guess what? <laughs> he does exactly that. But but my thing, okay, I'm try, I know I'm getting ahead. But my, oh, thing, fine. my thing is, if he has the ability to, to do that, and his entire planet has the ability to do that, why even do it in the first place? Like, you know, all right, you really want to make it easy? How easy can it be when you just single-handedly slaughtered the A-team? And there's a whole planet of you? There's a whole planet of you walking around? Right. You must be lying. You got to be lying. He, he, the, the whole planet can't be like that. Uh, yep, it's coming. Just, just, just wait. I know. I'm just, I'm just. I'm I'm speculating. I have no theories. I'm just. I, I sure sound like. Oh, you're lucky. I don't have my notebook with me. I'd be. <laughs> I I said I'm just I'm just basing this on perception. There has to. I, I mean, I, I I know the reason too. But my thing is, is that I agree with you because why come to an inferior planet? You know, if you don't have some alternative, you know, motive. But I think what was telling, and I think I I think it's in the next episode is when his um when Mark encounters somebody and the person is nowhere near what his dad said that the person was, that might've been an indication, you know, because they do set it up very, very well in the yeah. first episode. Can't wait. I can't wait till we get to talk about him. I know exactly who you're talking about, Lori. Oh. Yeah. Oh, but I, I just want to say that the idea is not an original thought. It actually comes from Dr. Stephen Hawking, who's a much more smarter person than I am. You know, they say that, Anytime, if an alien race actually comes here, it's not going to be for peace. It's not going to be to share their technology with us. They're here for our resources. <laughs> yep, they're turning us into a farm. Whip, game over. 
you will be animal farm like a motherfucker. So basically, we're, it, it's like the Matrix. They're using us as batteries. Or <laughs> basically. Or food. Oh, probably not that far off. You know how rare resource water is? Well, yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Any 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 liquid that can that can sustain a race is really, really rare. So whether it be water, alcohol, I mean methane. I mean methane, yeah. Any anything that's a liquid that can sustain life is a rarity that people will that any race or human, alien or otherwise will try to will try to get and keep for themselves in order to sustain themselves. So sustainability is a very powerful motivator. Like if you if you can save people and by conquering a lesser a lesser being, then yes, of course you are. Why wouldn't you? It's like if I it's just it's just like I'm walking along and I need to make a picnic and there's an anthill right there. It's like if there's nowhere else to go, I'm gonna stomp those ants out and put lay my blanket down for a second until they start stinging me, and then you know have my picnic. So it's like you know I mean bigger bigger and better beings are bullies. That's basically what I'm saying. And they'll get they'll do they'll do whatever they need to do for their own sustainability, and they'll do it by any means necessary. So let's get started with the episode because I do have some questions. So the episode starts out with. These two guards just chatting, having a just a regular workplace conversation. The two guards are voiced by John Hamm, whose voice I immediately recognized, and then Sean Patrick Thomas. So we're listening to them, and I am going to be talking about the voice actors because, again, I don't do a lot of anime. I don't do a lot of animated series. So just the fact that, like, when you look at this cast list for this first episode... I'm sitting here looking like, how in the world do they afford to pay all these people? Because <laughs> you've got some heavy hitters in this episode. But anyway. They can afford it by having Ross Marquand voice damn near everyone else. So. <laughs> yeah, I think he did like five voices. Well, they, they said that the only major uh, voice actor that they don't have on this series is Cree Summer. That's true. I noticed that. Yeah, she's the only one. There were actually there was a guy too. But I forget. Is Phil Lamar in here? I don't think Phil Lamar. Phil Lamar, yeah. Though, yeah. So those are. There. I think I, I said that in chat. I was like, the only people, only people that lack mm. Phil Lamar and Chris Summer. Yeah. Oh, and um, what's her name? Um, who does Har- uh, Harley Quinn? Um, why can I? Tara Why can I call her name? Tara Strong. No, she, yeah, either. she's not. But um. So anyway, Who's, who, did, who did the voice of uh, Batman? What was Which Kevin? One? Uh, Conroy. Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy. But I guess he can do it because you hear him and you're like, oh, that's, that's, that's Batman. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, these two guards are, you know, like I said, they're having a regular conversation. Now, first of all, these guards are so into their conversation. Like they are at the gate where at the White House. They are working at the entry gate at the White House. And as people are coming up trying to show their ID, they're just like waving them by. I'm like, what the fuck kind of security is this? I thought the same thing. I know I know why. <laughs> why? Okay, so after after this scene that we're talking about, they go back to back to Omni Man's house where his wife is talking to Mark and they're like, oh they have to attack the White House again. You know, he's probably going to be late. He's like, Mom, it's the White House. And she says, President probably doesn't even live there anymore, which makes sense because there's a there's a world full of supervillains. 
why would you put him in an obvious spot? He probably wasn't there. He probably doesn't live there. He probably lives in lives somewhere in a secure bunker that you can't you can only blast through if you're oh a really strong alien who can like lift thousands of pounds and crush metal in his bare hands. But here's the funny thing. Before she even said that about whether or not the president lives there, did you hear what she said? She's when he said, Mom, is the White House is kind of important. She was like, Oh, they rebuild that thing about two or three times a year. What? Yes, because they're 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 in a world full of supervillains. Like it's just like that movie that's getting ready to come out with um Ryan with um Ryan Reynolds in it, mm-hmm. where he's the he's the like regular character walking through the video game where people where blues are getting crashed all around. I can't wait for that movie to come out, by the way. It's gonna be fucking awesome. But it's just like that. It's like, you know, people probably walking around, they're like, oh shit. All right, everybody duck. Fuck, here we go again. This is probably a re- regular occurrence because there's supervillains all over the place. So yeah, the president probably doesn't isn't there anymore anyway. But see here, the only the only thing that I, I question about this is I know that because uh, I thought nothing but the boys when I was watching this is that I don't think there's like a, a ominous like presence. I mean, they have obviously the guardians, they have obviously control, but I don't think that there's like a, a evil like person behind. It. I think they just organized like the Justice League only they've got like you know management so. And I haven't gone back and looked in my Invincible stuff. I'm just going off of what I know because it's too early for me to delve into the books. So, but uh, um, yeah, no, I I loved I, I loved the characterizations of the different heroes because you saw a War Woman, you automatically knew that was Wonder Woman. You, you, they they were very you know DC like, which I thought know, was kind of they, funny. they didn't even try to hide the fact that Darkwing was Batman. I was like, <laughs> really. <laughs> Really? He looked like he went to Party City and got that costume. I was like, bruh, y'all could even fuck a child. That, that was Michael Dorn. No, uh, Darkwing? No, Jean that's Minnie James. James. Yep. So, um, as as far as the, the casting, so War Woman is Lauren Cohan, Red Rush is Michael Cutlets. Um, Wait, is that is that the ape that got his head bashed in? Yes, and, and we're going to talk about that. Like because... him on his IMDb, I was like, I saw Abe. I was like, wait a minute, that's not Abe. Are you that is Abe. Uh, Darkwing is Lenny James. Ross Marquand is the Immortal. He is also Cursed, the Russian villain, and he is also um, yeah, he was like two, two or three other people in this episode. Oh, Aquarius. Mm. Yeah, he was yeah, that yeah. character. So he plays two of the Guardians. Um, Samiqua Martin-Green is the Green Ghost. Of course, J.K. Simmons is Omni-Man. I mean, if you couldn't tell when he opened I his mouth. I literally thought every time he was on, I thought I was listening to a farmer's commercial. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I stood here, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, every time he stopped talking. R- I was like, Ross Marquand, isn't he the one that, that subbed in for uh, Agent Smith? And- yes. Yeah, He okay. Yes. He must really be good at this voice acting thing. He, he, he has to be. Yeah, he, those, he was the Red Skull. The Red Skull, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, let's see, Martian Man is uh, Chad Coleman. So okay. those, those are all my, my Walking Dead people, so you know I was giddy. I was like... Well, see, I know Chad Coleman from The Expanse, because he, he played a major character in The Expanse. Oh, so. okay. Okay. Th- this is really interesting because, like you said, Amazon must have a lot of money to throw around because usually in animated series, you might get three, you might get two, three, or four 
you know, good voices, good characters, good, mm-hmm. you know, celebrity cast. No, they went all out. They just said, you see that Walking Dead cast list? I want all those people. Okay. Well, I mean, it's Robert Kirkman's <laughs> show. So I'm he just, probably was saying. like, hey, you guys want to come back and work with me again? And they were like, yes. Yeah, but he's not yeah. the one writing the checks. No, he, he was like, hey, y'all need a lot of money, huh? Yeah. He's not the one writing the checks. That's it's Jeff Bezos putting his name on there. Well, it also it also probably happened that right around the beginning of the pandemic last year, they probably had a lot of the principal artwork done and everybody was at home, so they were probably able to get That's just true. basically anyone they wanted. That's true. You know, to, to do the cast. I mean, you got Sandra O oh playing the mom. You know, I mean, she's awesome. What's the last time you saw her in something animated? I don't think I've ever I, seen her. I think you hit animated. the nail on the head. They they called all these people sitting at home not yep. doing nothing. <laughs> because like, I mean, think about it. We also have Mae Whitman. She's Connie. Mm-hmm. We have Zazie Beats. We have Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. I'm sure he's not a cheap voice. And, and, and Mark Hamill. And Mark's, Mark's playing kind of a side character. But, but see, Mark, see, but see, Hanukkah, here's the thing. Mark Hamill isn't, and I'm going to say this being a fan, Mark Hamill being on a cast of an animated show is not special because he's done so much of it over the years that it's almost expected that he would be on a show. And, like and, and I get that, but my excitement comes with the fact that he's on this show with all of these other people. And it's just mm. like my my geek brain is in overload right now. Well, he's just a joker to me. <laughs> because again, I don't really watch a lot of animated series. I don't watch a lot of anime. So I'm not as familiar with like a lot of voice actors that some people are. But all of these people, I've like watched them on TV for years. Like most of the people who are on The Walking Dead, most of these voice actors, they're not even on there anymore. So the fact that I'm getting them together Again, it's like yes. Yeah, but but we also lose a great deal of them at the end. That's too. true too. But still, <laughs> let me have my excitement for the first episode because I did look at like the overall cast list for the show and looked at who else is coming in the future episodes, and I was just like, like it's it's a who's it's, it's who. Impressive. It is of, impressive. Right. It's it's, it's a impressive. very impressive cast. You know. But again, like 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 Lori said, they're sitting at home. They're not doing anything. This is exactly. All I gotta do is hit, all I gotta do is hit a Zoom meeting. And be like, all right, let's record something. Like us. Yeah. And Amazon has an awful lot of money. I mean. A prime example is Expanse got canceled three seasons ago, and they now have put three seasons of the Expanse on their own money on Amazon, and they're also and they're going to do one last season. So. You know, that's money right there. You know, I mean, they got Michael B. Jordan's going to be in a movie coming to America, too, all on Amazon. So, yeah, Jeff Bezos definitely put money in the right places. Yeah, but OK, enough fangirling and fanboying <laughs> over the voice cast. Let's get back to <laughs> let's get back to the story. So as we stated, we're at the White House. These two guards are just letting anybody just come in through the door and then we get a big boom and then there's these two i don't want to they're described as twins on the cast list but it's actually like an original and a clone right so they're basically there to kill the president this is what they want and then of course you know you have the superheroes that come in it's the guardians and you have war woman red rush uh dark the immortal green ghost aquarius 
Martian man. They're, they're all sitting there fighting. They're, and, and we get to see a little bit of their powers. But the funny thing that struck me about these scenes when they're like saving the people who are on the grounds, they're saving the civilians. When Omni-Man shows up, it's almost like nobody is excited to see him. And so immediately at the beginning of this episode, I felt like, hmm, that's a weird dynamic because you have the Guardians who came in together and they very obviously work as a team, like they're coordinating who's doing what, who's evacuating civilians, who's going to uh, protect the president, who, you know, they've got different tasks for each other. And then Omni-Man comes in and he's just the Lone Ranger and he actually helps Darkwing, who is stuck up under a, a, I think it was a bus or a truck or something, about to get crushed. A tank, okay. About to get crushed and Omni-Man helps him out and he doesn't even get a thank you. It's just kind of, he looks at him like, why are you here? Why are you helping? It was just a weird vibe. And he was like, I got it. I could have got that. Right. You know? But it, it's just, it was a weird vibe with them. I was like, oh, this is something. It would be like, I, I'm trying to think. I, I don't even know what to compare it to. It would be like if the Avengers were fighting Thanos, they were having a hard time, and then all of a sudden, Batman shows up. It was just really, really weird. You know, it was it was kind of awkward. Like, yeah, it's like really he shows up. <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there. Uh, it and uh, it it was kind. There's a there's a independent comic book series uh, called The Authority, and you had a little bit of that with the Authority versus some of the other heroes in, in that universe. And this kind of reminded me of that a little bit. Hmm. Yeah, there's, a, there's also like an episode of The Ultimate Spider-Man, which I'm currently wormholed in. That where, or was it that? Was it that? It might have been that one. No, no, no. It was, it was the Avengers Assemble. It was Avengers Assemble when the Avengers were fighting somebody and Hyperion came in and like cleaned everything up and they were like, why are you here? He's like, I'm helping. And it's like... Yeah, it, yeah. Actually, yeah. this scene, this Omni Man is strike is really like Hyperion in that episode in this series. It, that's that's a, actually a pretty good comparison. That's actually a pretty. That's a pretty good. That that that's spot on. It really yeah. is Hyperion was. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he because well we yeah because everyone knows what happened to him at the end of right. that episode. But yeah, I love that. But it, I think it it makes it obvious that he is not a part of the team, like. Right. Yeah, they like, all came to uncomfortably obvious, and then he came at the end. Like, why would you? And my first thought was, why wasn't he in the he in the? Oh, he's not a member of the team. That's why. You you know what I what I felt like it was? It was like watching Sam and Bucky fighting the super soldiers on this most recent episode, yeah. and then Great Value Captain America and Battlestar coming in uninvited. You yeah. know, just just kind of pushing their way into the battle and it's just kind of like we didn't ask you for help it was just again it was just a really really weird vibe yeah hmm that kind of thing happens a lot in comic tropes so it's almost like foreshadowing because you kind of know that you know whoever the interloper is who's overpowered and takes care and pretty much cleans up the cleans up the mess that the other team left you're like uh huh. Okay, I see where this is going. It's kind. Of, it kind. Of, it kind of leads you where it's going. Mm-hmm. Right. 
So, of course, we didn't really get any background on Omni-Man and the Guardians in this episode. I'm going to assume that we're going to get it later on, maybe in the form of flashbacks. I don't know. I just want to know because obviously there's some tension there. There had to be something that caused that tension. I mean, especially with the turn that the episode took at the end, because I was, I I was really confused. I was like, you see Omni-Man during the whole episode and he's obviously a great hero or he, you know, he's a popular hero. He's somebody who does good. He's obviously a family man loves his wife, loves his son. And you see this version of him for the whole episode. And then you get to the end and he has called all of the guardians. He's like lured them into this place. And then he methodically kills them all. And I was wondering at first, like when, when, when they did the slow-mo pan to all of the guardians, when they realized that Omni-Man was the one who lured them there, it's like all of them looked scared as shit, which is understandable given what happens next. But it was one of those where he turned around to look at them and he was so different. And it it feels so weird saying this about a cartoon character because you can't really see facial expressions, but he looked different from what he had been presented as during the whole episode, I was like, wait, is this even really him? Or is it mm-hmm. like a clone? Is it like an evil doppelganger? I, I don't know what to expect. And I'm still sitting there shaking my head like, what the fuck did I just watch? What happened? Like, how do we get from saving the president together, but not together, but together to him literally slaughtering Everybody, like, what the fuck happened? I, I wouldn't even call mm-hmm. it methodical. It was just brutal. And how <laughs> thorough he yeah. slaughtered yeah, he... everybody. Like, it was really brutal. And the, and the funny thing is, when Mike was talking about when we were talking about the voice actors, and he asked me about Red Rush being Abraham from The Walking Dead, the way that Omni Man killed Red Rush by squeezing his head together, I was like. I don't care if I can't see Michael Cutlitz's face. Do I really have to watch this shit again? Do I have to watch him die again? I was like, what okay. the fuck did I just sign up for? I mean, what's up, what's up when people mess with his head? That's terrible. Like, literally and figuratively. I'm just like, I don't know. It's, 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 it's so weird. But I'm really confused. Like, why did he just slaughter the whole team? And I don't want, I don't want spoilers, but I'm so confused. And I haven't watched the other two episodes yet. I plan on doing that. I didn't want us to talk about this episode and then I might get confused and start bleeding episodes together. So I was like, nope, let me watch the first episode, get my thoughts out on that. And then I move with the other two episodes. But it was like from one extreme to the other, you're saving the president and then you're murdering folks. And in between this, you are trying to be a really supportive dad to your son who just came into his powers a little late, apparently. You're also this <laughs> romantic husband who flies his wife to Paris for breakfast. And it's just like, I'm trying to figure out what the hell did I get myself into by watching this show? Like, there's no balance. You go from one extreme to the other and there's like, Oh my god! 
I'm sorry, I'm listening to you, and, and I, I know what happens, you know, because I have the, the other, and I'm sitting there going, my God, this woman's just completely traumatized, but it's not I'm just, you know, first of all, like we said, we're talking about Walking Dead characters. Half of these people have already died on The Walking Dead, so now I have to relive the trauma of watching them die again, very brutally. <laughs> so I'm a little traumatized by that, but I mean, it. I, I'm just, I'm so confused. I just... I just well, need more see, background. See, I need to know. See, here's, here's, here's the thing that I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna throw out there because of what you guys said. I don't think it was so much that he brutalized and killed them at the end of the episode. I, it, the way I interpret it is that he was able to take them, but he barely took all of them together. It was sort of like he, was, he, he got a harder fight than he thought he was going to get. So at the end, when he finally got the last one, it just took so much out of him that when he went into whatever he went into, coma, whatever, it was like, I took it as he barely got what he was trying to get done, done. That's what I, that's the way but I But even it. still, you're talking about one person against seven and they had to team up just to get to even subdue him for the little well, no, it's no different well, than Superman I, and everybody okay. else going to well, be I, Superman. I have, I have just have a couple of thoughts. I understand Hanukkah's Hanukkah being upset. I was not surprised. Like as soon as he was like, "Wait, I didn't call us here." I was like, "Oh, these motherfuckers about to die." But the thing is, he had to do it this way because I don't know if he would have been able to take him out if they were prepared for it. Like. Yeah, if they knew he right. was coming, or one by it one, it would have been different. Yeah, but yeah. but I think once they realized what was happening, yeah. that was when they started. Like you know, War Girl, War Woman got her leaks in, Immortal got because between the two of them, I I think they would have been all right. But you know, it is what it is. They got jumped, mm. then they were shot. Mm -hmm. But by the time they got their rep, their heads around, it, it was too late. But they're literally standing there watching Red Rescue his head crushed. Like they're not right. doing anything. I was I was like, um, excuse me, y'all not gonna help. Like, I mean, <laughs> I realized they're all in shock. Yeah, they're in shock. Which again, I'm I'm trying to figure out like I wanna know what is the relationship yeah. between these characters? Because even though things seemed a bit awkward at the beginning, they seemed really, really shocked when they realized that he was the one that lured them there and what his intent was, they were all like really surprised. So whatever the issues are between him and that group, I don't think it was, or I wouldn't have thought that it was as bad as him turning on them to the point of murder. They obviously didn't think that either. And it probably took them a minute to collect themselves once he did kill Red Rush, cause they're like, wait, did we just witness this? Did this just happen? You know, they seem genuinely surprised. See, I want I want to say why, but it's a really big, it's kind of a big spoiler, so I can't I can't really say anything until I'm not No, you cannot. Because Lori, Lori knows why. Wow. Usually, usually it's me the one chomping at the nope. bit. <laughs> because, because I know what happens, and I'm like, I, I know I know why, I know what's going on, yeah. and I'm like, God, I'm so I'm like, I can't say it because No, this one this one this one I'm not gonna spoil because I want to see Hanako's reaction because this is too good. 
But I, I will say this. It, it reminded me of identity crisis, uh, DC's identity crisis, because in identity crisis, the one person who manages to theoretically take everyone out, including Superman, is Batman. Batman spends years, because he's so paranoid, collecting various uh ways that he's got a like a contingency plan that in any given at the drop of a hat within 20 minutes he could basically wipe out and kill and neutralize the entire justice league and go back to having tea with alfred so this is kind of what this reminded me of didn't rise al ghul hack his computer and get that information yes he did and then he and then he had zatanna wipe everyone's memory Oh yeah, no, Identity Crisis is actually my favorite crisis. A lot of people don't like Identity Crisis, but to me, it's some of the best work they've ever done. And, and then they all got pissed at Bruce because it was his fault. You think? <laughs> In <laughs> fact, I think some of them are still pissed off at Bruce. This, this, this. But, and I, always, I know this is off the subject, but I always thought the only reason why he joined the Justice League was so he could keep track of them. Oh, I so agree with you 100%. So he could, I, I so agree he, with you. That was the only where, reason. Where they were. Yep. What they were doing, how you take them down, be able to take them out yep. when he was ready. Yep, if he needed to. That's all that exactly. Was. Oh man, okay. So I just saw the, the head busting scene with uh, Red Rush, and like that scene with the blood splashing on Omni Man's face is so anime, mm-hmm. which is probably why we were talking about anime before. Like, that's such an anime scene with like the, the guy who killed him looking mad mm-hmm. and the blood just going whoosh, and him keeping a stone face, and it's like. This is, uh, I mean, it, the one person I thought would be okay is Green Ghost, but he, but this show, this shows how much of a tactician that Omni Man is, yep. because after he hit Ragdoll, Ragdoll Darkwing, which, which by the way is probably every every Superman fanboy probably saw that and was like, see, that's what would happen if Bruce if if Bruce really tried to go after Superman, Superman would Ragdoll him just like that and bust his head. But he after you're he, calling him Ragdoll, <laughs> he ragdolled him. He literally ragdolled him and threw him at Green Ghost, so that she had to she had to stay solid in order to hold him. See, th- and then, this is this is my problem with, with Darkwing. It's like as soon as he threw those explosives, I'm like, you idiot! You're you should have been trying to leave because you are no match for this guy. I know. What are you doing? Of all the people there, out of out of. All the people there. Well, yeah, be- because you, you just you just reminded me. Secret Six Catman. They did that to Batman. They tried to. Sorry, Hanako. I'm bringing out all these DC groups. Go ahead. <laughs> but the Secret Six, remember when Catman did that? I'm just saying. Why are you throwing tickle grenades <laughs> at Omni-Man? What, what, what was his... He, he thought what that, is that going to do? And that's... And I draw the line and say that this guy is not anywhere near the caliber of <laughs> Batman because Batman would have dipped. You know? Batman <laughs> would have pulled out the kryptonite dip and everything else. Yeah. If, if he didn't have a solution at no, the time, Batman, he would have vanished. Batman would have been- he would have done just like he did in Batman versus Superman, stand on a building and watch watch um, all the other powered people fight to fight the villain. They come out and be like, Yeah, yeah oh, much. good. Okay, yeah, cool. he, yeah, <laughs> but he, he's, he's not gonna throw, throw, yeah. throw firecrackers. No, <laughs> no, well, it, I, it, I, I was like, What are you doing? Get out of there. <laughs> I was, I was a little suspect when he, when we got called in and he has the two guys up. And he has the things wrapped around them, and he just left it there. And he goes, "I'll deal with you guys, you know, in a day or so." And I'm like, "Eh, 
Yeah, I. I, I mean, he was he was uh, okay, Batman, but he was kind of weak at the same time. And I don't I don't remember him being that weak in the book, but you know, that's neither here nor there. But yeah, I I agree with that. Some of the characterizations of the the quote unquote Justice League they weren't as strong as they could have been. They didn't think strategically. And I really believe that Omni-Man's big thing is that when he finally took them out, I'm thinking that if it would have been Superman or Sentry, they probably would have started with a few other people first and then worked their way around because there was 15 different ways that he could have taken them out more effectively than he did. Because like I said, he basically wore himself out doing it. Well, like we said, he couldn't have done it one-on-one because... They would have figured out what something was going on by the time right. by the time he got to the second person, and they would have been like, "Okay, we got to do something. Something's, something's mm-hmm. fucked up," and he wouldn't he wouldn't have been able to have this element of surprise. So it's not like he could have just gone after Darkwing, broke his neck, then gone mm-hmm. after Red Rush and crushed his head. They would be like, "Okay, what the fuck is this shit?" Uh uh-uh, uh yeah. They would have been ready for him. But the, but but the this, scene, yeah. the scene, you know, in and of itself establishes a few things. It establishes how incredibly powered he is. Like, the, the ability to take all the, the, I guess, the A-team of the superhero teams down single-handedly, but it also shows that he can be beaten. Like, he took a lot of damage just from those guys. So, you know, my whole theory about him, you know, being, being the vanguard of an invasion force did I hear that word theory? Yeah, I heard that. I just why I heard that too. Okay. Yeah. Again. Okay. I, that was right there. Like uh, uh, the, being the vanguard yeah. of an invading force that all is not lost. You know, so they, they aren't completely invulnerable. Hmm. Sufficiently powered individual can can put up a fight. Yeah. I mean yeah, he's he is vulnerable to a point, but it's like it'll, it's going to take. That was the A team. Like anyone else, like if there have to be way more other. If that's the case, then we're fucked because there's no one that's powered as that team. I'm so just surprised like, that Mister Great Value Batman was on that team because he failed at everything. He, <laughs> he was wasn't that good from the beginning. He's, why are you on the team? Oh yeah, and the Martian, and the Martian, what the Martian guy? What's his name? Martian. Martian man. Martian this man. is the worst <laughs> name ever. Really, Martian man. Just take Hunter off and say, okay, there you're fine. Now, really, War Woman's not much better. Okay, I. Okay, no, Martian man can do that. He can do that to you. It's not. It's not one woman. It's not. It's not Dur Woman. It's okay. War Woman. It's not. They, they just took Hunter off the end of Martian Manhunter. Like, okay, okay. that's fine. Let's just go. Let's just go to Martian Man or whatever. The fact that you could do that to your body, but you can't do that to your your skull. Like, I'm confused because that's the one part of your body that you can't change. So you know, Omni Man's like, oh yeah, there's your head. <laughs> I'm just really, <laughs> and I don't know if. All of that is intentional, yeah, but it's it's just one of those things. He where, didn't eat enough chocolate cookies. <laughs> yeah. oh my and immortal, one punch. Yeah, just, yeah, not, not so, so immortal. Yeah, and and war woman, war woman, 
she just got too close. Yeah, oh, close yeah, combat. Yeah. yeah, I I think she would have been okay if she would have you know ducked and weaved a little bit more. But yeah, yeah that yeah that that fight was was interesting. But I I like I said I I really liked it. And the the thing that was so cool is that there was a couple of jokes in here that I forgot all about. I think I said in the chat, one of my favorite jokes is that the first couple of issues of Invincible, he can't land to save his life, and they put that in there. <laughs> oh, you're talking yes. about the sun. He can't. I, okay. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, no, he's horrible at landing. <laughs> he's really bad at it. Was anyone else oh. thinking about Justice League when Red Rush was running around and he was just like, Watching to see where he was going to be, and I was thinking, yeah, that's exactly. that's what uh, Clark was going to do to the Flash. He's like, yeah, you think you're fast? It's, yeah, it's like it was like the fight that we we well before the Snyder cut. It's the fight that we would envision that we would have gotten if they would have maybe you know, lost. I mean, it was an awesome fight. I mean, they did a really good job with it. I mean, it, it was one of those things where I was like. Wow, they they really did a good job because we've we've watched do- dozens and dozens of of superhero related you know cartoons over the years, and very few have gotten you know where the fight scenes are just excellent. And this one was one of the one of the top ten, I'd say, if not the top five. Yeah, this is this was incredible. I've never seen anything like this before. I mean, it's like yeah, at one point you think they have them, then they don't, and it's like. Oh, yeah, there's literally nothing like this. This is sick. Yeah, it was it, it was a great scene. It was just again, like I said, I wasn't expecting it. So because I never saw any indication of this kind of behavior from this character throughout the whole episode. You know, we okay, so let, let's let's move on from the fight because I have now I have to talk about this character. So one of the main plots of this first episode is that Omni-Man's son, Mark, who is almost 18, is very late coming into his powers. And we see the flashback scene where he's telling his son, I think he was 12 at the time, you know, he tells him, hey, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit different from other people, a little bit different from other dads. I come from another planet, blah, blah, blah. You're probably going to get some power soon. And, and so we see this, this backstory. And then, of course, the son hasn't gotten his powers yet, or he starts getting his powers in the middle of this episode. And that's apparently a sore spot for the son. But it was, it was weird listening to the dad talk about it, because in one scene, he mentions it and he says, your powers have got to come in any day now. And then as soon as the powers come in and he's trying to teach his son how to fly, how to land and these things, there's a scene where he's trying to teach his son how to hit him properly. And he makes an example of his son. He punches his son, like literally punches the breath out of him. And when they get home, he tells his wife, yeah, I think I, I, I pushed him. And the wife is like, well, did you push him too far? Like, it's almost like she already knew what happened while they were training. And then the dad says something like, or Omni-Man says something like, I almost feel like it might have been better if he hadn't have gotten his powers at all. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, I'm so confused. One, one minute you're like, yeah, son, you'll get your powers. 
And then the next day when he's not catching on as quickly as you want him to, you're like, oh, he probably, we probably would have been better off if he didn't get him. Huh? What am I missing? Oh, you don't, don't skip the part where he, where he snapped at her after she mm-hmm. said that. And, oh, he, he didn't like, snap long. <laughs> she oh, was like, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, I was like, okay, that's not a black mother. Okay, she ain't a black mother because she would have been like, it's she excuse me speaking as the child of an asian woman they're close enough yeah they are close enough she she (laughs) she definitely was upset i will say that but see she was justified because we saw throughout this episode tiny cracks in this persona that he has you know and i loved Mm -hmm. it i do because you know obviously she's a lowest lane character she's obviously jaded she's like oh smaller twins oh yeah we won't have breakfast she's so jaded that literally nothing phases her she goes oh it's just so and so it's all must be a tuesday so when he went off on her i was like you know what he's lucky she didn't take the head off because it's not just black asian whatever it's any wife would take her husband's head off (laughs) you know and she took it out very effectively with very few words and he was just like i'm sorry she was like, what the hell is wrong with you? What's gotten into you? He's like, I don't know. I'm sorry. I was like, oh, that was a quick argument. <laughs> it brought him right oh, back yeah. down there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, let's see. As, as my husband says, nothing can bring you more back to life than your wife raising her voice just a little bit. Right. Because she looked like she was ready to fight. Omni-man or not. I mean, I saw what he did at the end of the episode, but something tells me she, he would have went toe-to-toe with her. Yeah. Well, she like, seems to be a pretty real written character. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. we we get to see something later on, which I'm not going to talk about, but I, I, this is not a spoiler. I believe, just based off of this episode, I believe that she might, and I know nothing because I haven't looked back in some stuff, I'm going off of memory, I believe that she might have an inkling that something with her husband isn't quite right, but she doesn't want to say it out loud, maybe admit it. But I think that part of her realizes that he's not all 100% like he should be. And I have a feeling that it's been developing over the years and it's to the point now where she's literally maybe putting up a, a persona of, oh, it's just Tuesday, it must be so-and-so, so that she doesn't have to face the fact that maybe her husband isn't the, the good guy that everyone thinks that he is. That's just, that's a theory. You forgot to do it. Uh-huh. You sure. have a theory. But <laughs> but um, going back to this son, so, we, so when we meet Mark, you know, he's a regular kid, high school kid, goes to school, has the best friend. The best friend apparently has a thing. The best friend is gay and apparently has a thing for Omni-Man. Does not know that Omni-Man is Mark's father. And he's like, yeah, you know, he's kind of hot. And with that mustache, I was like, oh my God. Like, I felt I felt like Mark, like, dude, that's my dad you're talking about. But then when Mark just looked at him like, uh, I was like, oh, he doesn't know that's his father. Okay. Awkward. Yeah, a little bit awkward but then you have mark being the the chivalrous kid you know there's a there's another girl in the hallway she's being relentlessly pursued by who i'm assuming is the class bully i mean i was watching this scene i was like 
why am I having flashbacks right now? It's just uh that that kind of oh you know you want to talk to me? No, I don't. Yeah, you do. You're just saying you don't. Oh, oh okay. I, you know I. Uh. Anyway, um, so Mark steps in and tries to do the chivalrous thing. Hey, she said leave her alone. She doesn't want to talk to you. And of course, he gets his ass kicked. One punch man. <laughs> you know, I have a lot of respect for the normal wimpy guys who want to take a stand. But when this dude is like literally twice your size, and towers about a foot over you just leave him alone that there's no you're not you're not winning that i mean he got his ass whooped and then she was the one who ended up ending the fight by giving him a swift kick to the nuts and it was just kind of like leave him alone i was like oh okay (laughs) classic bully scene but of course after this Mark goes to work and this is where he learns he has his powers as he's taking out the trash. You know, he struggles to put the first bag into the dumpster. And then the second one, when he tries to go, he literally throws the trash bag into space. He realizes, oh, okay, it's about time. And then we go into seeing him discover his powers. You know, he goes outside and he tries to fly and and, and and it turns out he can fly. He's not very controlled at it. But he does get like some some good flight time. And, you know, like Lori said, he can't land. Worth a shit. He almost gets, <laughs> he almost gets hit by a plane. <laughs> and then he gets launched into the stratosphere where he can't breathe. And he passes out and falls back to Earth. I don't even think it was the fact that he couldn't breathe because if he's half whatever, I can't remember the name of the planet his dad is from. Is it Voltrum Vol- or something like that? So... Obviously, his dad has flown into space, or, or at least I think I saw that in, when he was telling his flashback. So he probably can too. I think he just had a panic attack because he's like, "Oh shit, I'm in space. What's going?" <laughs> remember, remember, he's only half Viltrumian. His father's full Viltrumian. He probably can't. He can breathe in space, but he's only half, so he'll probably have some difficulty doing it. So. Mm. I, I would think if he has if he has the other abilities, he should be able to also breathe in space. That's that's just my thinking. Like if you can fly, mm. if you have super strength. Well, according know. to Superman and Lois, one of the kids might have Clark's powers, but he only gets Clark's powers in burst. So he technically he doesn't have all of his dad's powers. Same theory applies here. <laughs> and we- <laughs> We're, we're not gonna go there because Anthony is already like <laughs> Anthony's gonna end up changing his screen name to Periodic Table of Elements again. I I am I for the record I am watching Superman and Lois. It's an excellent show. However, I have problems. That's all I'm gonna say. I also have problems with the characters in the show, but I wasn't gonna say anything. Somebody brought it up, but. Okay, I'm, I, I'm just go. I'm just saying, just because you have, unless 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 there's a particular reason that they want their vanguard to have kids with the resident species, they probably have science advanced enough to do that type of thing. Okay, see, I can't yeah. even touch that because he just put it so well. <laughs> Again, I, I, I'm out of that one. <laughs> Again, the reason this happens is writers. Writers. That's the only, <laughs> only, don't try to look 
let's say this one thing about the writers that I thought was cool because I found out that probably in later episodes, Reginald Bell Johnson is going to be the principal and the school's name is High School. How cool is that? I must have geeked for a full five minutes. I, I literally turned off the TV, ran to the living room and goes, Mark, they named the high school at Reginald Bell Johnson. Oh, so cool. I was like, what? And then I happened, to, as I was looking at the cast list to kind of write everything down, I was like, wait, he's actually going to be in the show? He's the principal. Well, rumor has it is that, that he is actually one of, of Kirkman's favorite uh, actors, character actors. So rumor has For a good reason. Yeah, so, so basically he just kind of threw that in there. And I thought, oh, this is so cool. It was. So yeah, Mark has discovered his powers. He gets up the next day. He goes to training with his dad. And like I said, this is this was one of the things that really confused me about Omni-Man at the end because during this part of the episode, he's like a very supportive dad. He's like teaching his son how to fly. He's telling him about the dynamics and all this other stuff. And he's really supportive. And later on in the episode when Mark, you know, he, he has on his pajamas and he goes to fight another, and you know, goes to fight another bad guy. And he does okay. You know, he ends up beating the bad guy, but of course he he's made a mess and he's not very polished. So his dad says something to him about it. And Mark, you know, kind of tells him, no, I, you know, I can do this. You think I can't do this, but I can do it. I want to be like you. That's all I've ever wanted. Obviously you got, you and, got wait, hold on. You got to talk about what led to, what led to this part, because this is the part after he got his powers and he was in high school, he went back to school and the bully came at him again. He was like, hit me. And he punched him in the stomach and he didn't feel it. Then he stood up, he said, hit me again. And he started waylaying him in his face. And he was just like, nothing. And right. the bully went off was like, you freak! And like, one, and stormed off. Then he was like, I need to hit something. Then he got in his, he went back home, got his PJs, and beat up Mar- Marshala Ali. So, then, so there's that. Then that then he, then when he was on his roof and his dad was admonishing him, he was like, hit me. Go ahead, dad, hit me. I wasn't ready before, but I'm ready now. And his dad had to look like, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. He, like, he, could, he could sense his confidence get growing, and and he was like, Wait, this isn't the same kid I trained yesterday. How did he change so much in a day? So there, there's something something I want to say about that too, but I'm trying to figure out what's up with that. I don't know. I don't know if I can say it yet. So see, see, I I I have my own questions about that because again, we see the complete 180 that Omni Man has done at the end of the episode where he's killing the guardians. My question is, if this is what he is capable of, what is he training his son to do? Mm-hmm. Are you training your son to be a hero or are you training your son to be whatever it is that your people have sent you to earth to do? You know, and then I think about the... <laughs> I, I think he was hoping, I think he was hoping he wouldn't have any powers so he wouldn't have to worry about it. Mm. Ah. If they just, if he could just... He probably has to get rid of all the superpower people. And if his son is the one, he would have to get rid of him. But that that wouldn't really make sense if maybe he had to get rid of the superpower people, but because his son is part him and part of 
you know, his, his species, his, his people, maybe that's not the case, but my, my, my fear is that, okay, once you get into this whole world domination thing, you know, that was a pretty that was a pretty specific conversation Mark had with his mother about how ordinary she is. And I'm like, like because, because I'm assuming their race um, Omni-Man's race probably has a superiority complex so chances are he was hoping that Mark wouldn't have problems because I don't think he's probably supposed to procreate with anyone on the planet because they would be like impure mm. you understand yeah. what I'm saying like that that would be something I, I don't want to compare it to you know the obvious mm -hmm. but that would be an issue for him if he if he's not supposed to have kids with the right. resident race, and he does, then that could be a problem mm. for him. So he was probably hoping he wouldn't have any powers, then he could hide them. But since he has powers, he's going to have to train them to defend himself. Mm. Just saying, I'm just throwing it out there. It's not. A yeah, theory. no, I'm just I'm just wondering how how safe Mama is. I mean, <laughs> if assuming. Assuming if you look at Omni Man and let's assume that the race is just like him, they don't have anything to worry about. It's like, yeah, as long as you don't fight back, you're fine. So if she gets upset and wants to join the, the revolution or the the defense of the planet, then she's gonna be in, in I mean, trouble. think about but it. Think about what you've seen balls, her, of her in this episode. You really think she's gonna be the type of person to sit down and No, I'm you know? I'm just saying if she fought she falls in line and does whatever she's supposed to do. Then she seem like the kind of woman that's just going to fall in line and do she's, exactly she's not. She's going to exactly. be very, 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 very upset at Nolan, and he's going to get an earful <laughs> you know, uh, right before she gets squashed by some. Yeah, that that's kind of what I'm wondering. But, so, mm. but we know based on the end of this episode. Not everybody's going to be safe, you know. At all. <laughs> I'm just worried about some of these characters. <laughs> I mean, well, shit, half the characters are gone now, so it's like. <laughs> yeah. But that that punch he gave him, I was like, my first thought was, he's going to have to take it. I mean, he's gonna, he's not going to be in the fight where someone's going to hold right. their punches back. Yeah. So, especially if. God forbid Nolan decides to defend Earth against his people. He's going to need someone equally as strong to help him, and that would mm. be his son. So, I mean, it, right now it could go either way, but based on the end of this episode, it doesn't look good. I was going to say, us. if he was planning to fight his people and needed help, he could have had seven other people to help him. But... That's, that, that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it doesn't appear. That doesn't appear to be the case. Mm. Yeah. Because, yeah, if that was the case, he would have told them a long time ago and they could have all gotten prepared. Cecil would have been prepared, you know. But that's, no, he, he's doing what he's supposed to do. He wiped them all out. <laughs> In one fell swoop. And... Now, I will say, they did save Immortal because, you know, they they said something about nano, nano brain bots or something and they put his head on this thing. So I don't think Immortal is dead because he is immortal. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else, they're gone. Yeah. 
But if I was Cecil, I wouldn't tell anyone that Immortal was still around because, oh. you know, you, you may need, he may need, he may need Immortal. And you also need him to come around to tell you what the fuck yeah. happened. But I don't think Immortal's, I think he's, his name is Immortal for a reason. Because I think Vandal can't, can't I'm, again, comic books, can't Vandal Savage Take a lot Vandal of Savage, and, Vandal and Savage can take a lot of physical damage. The reason why he is so old and basically immortal is that he farms out his children and uses them as body parts when something fails. So if he loses an arm, he'll take an arm for a daughter. He'll take a foot from a son and reattach it to himself and grow. Yeah, and and Wolverine right. has been torn in half. Yes, and yeah. eaten by yeah. the Hulk right. and, 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 and slash his way through him. Yeah. to get back out. Right. Yeah, yeah. and. That's what, that's, that's, one, that's one of the greatest comedies so, of all time. And, and Sabretooth has a little bit of that too. Yeah. So, that being said, Immortal's name is Immortal. It has to, it has be, to be a healing factor or something. Reason. Yeah. He has that. Yeah. Otherwise, right. they wouldn't have saved his head. And his body got around, up yep. and was trying to fight. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. That made me. That made me think of some other show I was watching where the body was oh, fighting. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, was like, oh. Over here. I, I, I know. For, for me and Lori, that was Legacies a couple of episodes yes, ago. Yes, that was me. Legacies. Yes. <laughs> yes. Was like I'm over here. I'm over here, well, and the body's over done, there. They've done that a few away. times in a few different shows. Yeah. Different shows. In Deadpool yeah. too. Uh yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. When they had that great scene where they had the would-be heroes join the team and they all die within five minutes. Yeah, that was that was awesome. That was like the best thing in the movie. But uh yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm looking at Hanukkah's face as I'm describing Vandal Savage, and she's like, What the hell? (laughs) Oh, he's you want to talk about Oh, wait till you meet his daughter. You think Vandal's bad. Freaking monster. And, and here's the thing i i only know a little bit about that character but what Lori just described i'm like wait what isn't he isn't he in legends of tomorrow yes he was at the beginning yes the early part yeah yes. they did okay. they did the, when they did i think one of the first crossovers he was the bad guy because that's when they still had the hawks in there so yeah. yeah but no vandal savage's daughter savage is even worse than he is mm, okay and again she's part of the secret six too Y'all are gonna make me start reading comics. Like I'm just gonna have to find. I'm just gonna have to find some time because it's be- between this and the boys and what else are we watching that's like comic based? There was uh, some all anything Marvel. Yeah, pretty much. So, I just need to hit the lottery so I can sit at home and just do this all day. Comicology. If you can hit a ninety nine cent sale or a bundle sale, you can usually get a lot of good stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah just, just go ahead. Let me know when you want to come up to Second and Charles because we can go to Doctor Who comics too because it's right as we're on. I have personal feelings about the Doctor Who comic books, but that's neither here nor there. No, no, no. no it's, a, it's a story up here called Doctor Who comics. Um, that has, oh, that's has, cool. I'm sorry. I was literally thinking the. Sorry. No. <laughs> that's oh, cool. I was kind of thinking. No, it, it's a story called Doctor Who. It's dope. Oh my God. It has so much shit in it. That's cool. It's cr- that's cool. My 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 LCS owner is a personal friend of mine, and he basically is very very grumpy on Twitter. So whenever I get bored, I go on Twitter during the day just to see what he's tweeting about. It's hysterical. Fact is, he's like only forty, but he sounds like he's a sixty year old who basically has a two pack a day habit with a fifth of gin, 
and he, he is the most fun <laughs> his stories comics conspiracy but yeah he uh, he has he has opinions <laughs> okay um so we we were talking about the voice talent so mark hamill is the taylor in this he's he's the etna mode of this show no except everyone has capes so he's like yes capes right but apparently his suits are indestructible even if the people who are wearing them are not I mean, they, they won't hold your head together, but yeah, they're basically indestructible. I see. I didn't realize that that was, that was him doing that. I mean, he knew it was in it, but that, yeah. No, he's yeah. cool. Neither, because again, a lot of these actors, like their voices sound really, really different from what they usually sound like. Yeah. So I literally had to go to IMDb and like, okay, I need to know who's playing who. Like, you couldn't have told me that Stephen Young was Mark mm, because right. it sounds so completely different. Lauren Cohen, a little bit. I, I heard a little bit of Maggie. I heard a little bit of Bella Talbot in there. So I was kind of like, yeah, that's got to be Lauren. Well, J.K. Simmons you can't, can't hide that one. And why would Hold you? On, son. Let me beat your ass. I'm a super. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah, I mean, why would you even want to hide that? Like, yeah, he gets a lot of love, and and he he's well worth it because he's he's so much fun to listen to. I I like I said I don't pay attention to voice acting that much, but now that you guys are talking about it, I think I'm gonna have to start paying attention more because you know I just watch oh, the I pay, show. I pay hella attention to that shit. I love yeah, voice I, actors. I was just trying to figure out like there was there's one character in um in the show William the the gay best friend. I was like I know that voice. I know that voice. And and fun fact, I was gonna say this to the end, but since you brought up Andrew Runnels, he's he he had a run as King George in Hamilton too, and he's fucking brilliant. Oh, funny hey. shit. oh okay. Yes. Okay. And he I mean he I mean he's no groff sauce, but he did he actually did a really good job on it. Okay, cool. Have to have to check that out. Yeah. I I I like the Taylor thing. I loved the fact that he's like, well, you got to come up with a name. And, you know, it was it was cute. And of course, he did the whole Peter Parker thing where he made his own costume for a while. That was cute with the goggles and the handkerchief. That was that was cute. But they all do yes. that. That's like a trope. So, but yeah, it was expected. But I I like I like the kid. I, I think that they they made the kid very very likable and he's you know relatable. And of course, you know, he's going to have problems later on, you know, with, you know, school and classmates and that's all that stuff. That's just expected, you know, but it's not bad. It, it, I, I like the fact that they're not rushing this character because a lot of times, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, they rush the characters from teenager to superhero mode, even though they're 16, they never go back to being a kid. I mean, Peter, all Peter would, would do is like, hi, Aunt May, bye, Aunt May, and that was it. You never saw him hanging out. You never saw Flash putting him into the locker. You never saw him with anything other than Mary Jane. Uh, you, you, you just, you know, you didn't see a lot of it. You just saw him, you know, working and for getting, you know, getting the J. Jonah with the camera and the pictures and stuff. But you never saw him doing homework. Or if you did, it's like once every, you know, 10 episodes, once a season. Right. Yeah, there there's a lot of Spider-Man parallels. In yeah, there. I mean, like, I mean, he's he's the kid who gets beat up. He he has a he has a crush on the girl who's really really spicy and feisty, and he 
he find he he and the way that he does his powers like i mean i mean it's like spider-man is really awkward was really awkward with his powers at first and invincible is the same way so there's a lot of there's, there's a lot plus i mean the, the, the fact that there are a lot of spider-man parallels and his father is voiced by the guy who voices J. Jonah jameson was not lost on me i thought that was i thought that was i, I think he this like Kirkman knows it's like I've, I have a feeling that Kirkman's going to troll us a lot with Spider-Man parallels throughout the throughout the season yeah. throughout the season. Yeah, yeah. And, I'm, and I'm here for yeah. it. I think it's going to freaking awesome. I think you're right. Yeah, definitely. Because like I said, it's it's so enjoyable. The only thing that that bothered me is I'm I'm at the point I just paused my screen where he's finally got his costume and he's flying around. That's when the episode started to get a little long to me. Because I kept waiting for the credits to roll, and I realized that it was longer than it was supposed to be. You right. know, because I'm used to 22 minutes, so we're hitting. This is a 35 minute mark, so I'm going, okay. Shouldn't we be rolling credits by? But then it kept going and going and going. I was like, ah, and look at the time, I'm like, oh, it's actually a long episode. Yeah, so that took actually took me up until the third episode to get used to, the longer episodes. Yeah, it took a minute. Um, I actually kind of like the longer episodes, so because we don't have the same the problem that we had with One Division, where there were only like 23, 23, 24 minute episodes, and we were like, "Oh, that was not enough time." But it's like they did it in a way that it really was because most cartoons aren't aren't hour long cartoons, right? Right. Like well, most cartoon shows are thirty or half hour cartoons, but this is like a whole hour and. It actually went by pretty well, even the set. Yeah. it goes by yeah. pretty fast. Yeah, once you once you realize that it is going to go longer, but like I said, I, that first episode, I was like, you know, because I'm I'm watching and Mark's listening to it in the other room, and Mark's like, "Are you still watching that episode?" I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> so, but yeah. yeah, but they they I mean they put a lot in it, and especially I think a lot of it, like that, I think that final scene was the final scene seemed like it was like five minutes it seemed like it was like five or ten minutes long like it yeah. it really seemed like it, it probably wasn't that long but it's like for all it did in it it looked like it was it looked like it was just like yo like a lot it, it seemed like it took way longer than it really did it was probably only like about a couple minutes but with all that was in it it seemed like it was like five or ten almost five or ten minutes so it felt like it was going in slow motion. Yeah, yeah, yeah it did. <laughs> it did. But yeah, I, I'll give you that. But the uh, the other thing is, we didn't get in a third episode. That little B story that we got at the beginning with the fo- with the, 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 the two guards and the talking about his kid. Yeah. You know, I, as I said, I haven't gone back. I'm not going to cheat. But I think that that kid might wind up, you know, working with Invincible or something. I, again, I don't remember the B story. But... I, but I like that they made a they they've made an effort to bring that a little bit into you know the the episodes. So that was cool. Hmm. Okay. Did we miss anything? Um. Shout out to them for showing, even though it was even though they're kind of short lived characters, showing the showing showing the other heroes alternate lives, like showing showing their showing their alternate goes. That was really cool. Um. Like the like the green. Like she was the green, um, the green ghost was a the photo was a photographer, and showing like red red Russia and his girlfriend like when he saved people and came back and didn't realize he had his he still had his costume on, she was like you promise he was like sorry, that was funny as shit. Um, 
Marshman. No, no, I'm sorry. Wait, wait. What was funny was he was like, this conversation is just having conversations with people. (laughs) Right. You know, I noticed like in this episode, they they have those little digs in there because when Mark was talking to his mother and he was like, I'm just like you. I'm nothing special. She was like, (laughs) (laughs) Then she also says, I love my asshole so which I just thought was hysterical. But yeah, yeah, no, I I like like War Woman being the tech person, you know. That it was it was cute, but I like yeah. I, I think I liked that a little bit more than when they showed each one of them, you know. When they showed it getting the call, you know the you know. Right. But it was well done. But I think you're right. I think that from the beginning to the end, I think that whole thing maybe would have been maybe was about twelve minutes. Yeah, it's like the my, my I think my favorite one was Aqua. Was a Aquaron sitting sitting down Aquarius, under Aquarius. Of course, sitting on the water like, oh, this is boring. What am I going to do? Bored as hell. <laughs> bored as hell. I was like, damn. Right, and that was also right after uh, Red Rush's girlfriend was like, you know, you should try to be friends with him. He's like, he's a fish <laughs> in the sea. He has plenty of friends. It's like, wow. <laughs> Then when he gets the call, he's like, yes, you know, <laughs> in my mind, I thought that would probably be uh, Jason Momoa's Aquaman. Like that, that would be his reaction. Like, yes, action. Finally, let's go. Yeah. And shout, shout, shout out to the kid that was with Martian man. Martian man. Martian <laughs> man. Sorry. The kid, he was like, let me go with you. And like, he, he barely escaped being, being caught up in the crossfire. Oh no, that was not a callback to Billy Batson at all, was it? Nah, not really. Uh, but yeah, I, I really, I really like how they did that because they were like, "Well, they're not going to be here, so but let's 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 show you a little bit more about them until until they get their heads back in." You give us this little piece of them, and then you just snatch them from us. Yeah. Like, I should be used to this by now, but I'm not, right. apparently. Or maybe I'm just not used to it within the confines of an uh, an animated series. Right. Like, I, 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 was looking, I was looking at IMDb, and I saw they were only on one episode. I was like, oh. I was wondering, I was like, what's going to happen with them? Because the episode was in, I was like, wait, so they just showed them, and they're not going to do anything? Then the then the, then the mid-credits scene roll, I was like, Okay, they're back. Wait, what the fuck's going? That was like, oh shit! Like Omni Man is nothing to fuck with, and I can't wait. I can't wait till we get to. I want to see how they how they end this season because oh, yeah. just the fact that I, the fact that me and Lori know know what's going what's going to happen and what's going like how the end game's going to going to play out. It's like I want to see. I want to see where they end it. And I can't wait for the next episode because because one of my, my I think I think this is the one where, where no 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 it's the third episode where where he shows up never mind but the third episode is gonna be good the second episode is gonna be fun the third episode is gonna be good it's, it it gets progressively better I can't wait for y'all can't wait to get to the rest of these I feel kind of good because even though you and Lori know what's going on I actually have someone with me on this this time that doesn't know what's gonna happen. So I have no idea. I'm excited because now we, we we're kind of split in the middle. You guys are familiar with the story. We are not, so we can make. Is this is this still running, or was it a 
Is it a, is it, it, ended a in, it ended in 2018. Any final thoughts on episode one of Invincible? Besides the fact that I think we're all like sucked in and we will be continuing on with this series. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be dope. I can't. Yeah, next next up next episode is gonna be gonna be dope. Oh my god, I can't wait for that. So do I need to go ahead and just prepare my mind for the same kind of fuckery we got at the end of this episode? Yeah. No, no, no. No, no, no not well. Not See, I don't trust y'all because you said no, well, Lori no, said it's, yes. It's, I, I don't trust y'all. <laughs> it's, it's, okay, look, it's, it's not at the level of fuckery right, right. that this episode ended. Right. So but no, there you're is not going to have to. There, there's, there's a particular scene uh, uh, where somebody gets their ass kicked and it's just absolutely hysterical. Yeah, but yeah, it's no, it's no, it's nowhere near the. Oh my god, what the fuck? No, it's not like that. So no, you don't have to get mentally prepared like that. Okay. Well, I guess for episode one of Invincible, that's it for our discussion. You can find us online at www.fandomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Fandom Hybrid. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and other major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time.